Now, for something completely different, here is your host, Brian Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all sexes, and a special welcome to everyone who's already put up their Valentine's Day decorations. Welcome to the Lying Dog-Faced Pony Soldier Memorial episode of The Two and Only, where, once again, we don our Kevlar undies for a scintillating slide down the razor blade of life. The only way to describe any discussion of government's actions from within the logic-free zone of our nation's swamp. Brian Wilson's my name. That would be Buana Wilson for you first-time listeners. Tearing himself away from celebrity distractions caused by the publication of his newest bestseller, Last Rites, The Death of American Liberty, our celebrity guest, diehard investigative journalist for the New York Post, coming to us today from the ICU for autograph signing cramps, and celebrating his new contract to reprise his role as Santa Claus next year at the Dundalk Dollar General and Earwax Recycling Plant. Let's have a sedentary welcome for the lactose intolerant James Bovard. Thanks for that great intro. It's always, you know, I'm always on the edge of my chair uh, thinking, where is he going to go this time? <laughs> uh, being a Santa at Dollar General. You know, I think Santa at Five Leaves was probably a little more fun, but, uh, you know, um, but then again, Dundalk has its own charm. Yeah, somewhere. Uh, you posted that article uh, about uh, the memory of your stint as Santa Claus. That was in Boston, wasn't it? It was in Boston in the uh, south suburbs in Braintree. Um, it was a um, another formative experience. Um, <laughs> how long you know, did that last? Was that a was it a day or a week or I mean, how long? Uh, it's about you... a month, a little bit less than a month. Oh my um, god. So, uh, and it was, uh, I was a restaurant Santa. So I was working the evening shift, uh, once the restaurant opened at that Filene's and, um, some wonderful kids, some very nice parents and a boss who was, you know, weaned on a pickle and who was always <laughs> cussing at me to tell me to go out there and look jolly. And, uh, you know, they were hard to please. Yeah, no doubt. Did you have a real or artificial beard at that time? Um, I, I, uh, I had a real beard that was covered by an artificial beard. And of course the boss was like, you know, well, you know, it's possible, possible to see your, see your, some red from your beard behind the, uh, artificial white beard. And so I said, well, you know, the viewers have my deepest sympathy. Um, so, but I don't know. I mean, uh, it was not paying well enough to shave. Let's put it like that. Well, I there mean, you go. But if I leans, had made had made me the same offer that Joe Namath got, you know, shaving for ten thousand dollars. Really? I would have done it. Well, baby, yeah. And didn't he cut that spot with um, what was her name? That blonde? No, probably not. I remember those uh, Noxima Noxima commercials. Uh, Noxima, okay. Uh, it, and and uh, so the Noxima would be for people that cut themselves shaving or what? No, it was, uh, Noxima did put out a, uh, in fact, I tried it a couple of times, kind of a menthol uh, shaving cream. Obviously, I'm in uncharted territory for you with your, with the beard thing, but it was, it was kind of a, kind of a, a, a mentholated uh, shaving cream. It was really quite nice. And they, they did a series of commercials, one of which had, I believe was um, uh, Farrah Fawcett. Uh, and she's looking at the camera, you know, close up and she says, take it off. Take it all off. The next shot is this guy with a face full of Noxema shaven, and they're playing David Rose's The Stripper in the background. And it was uh, very memorable, very creative, very unlike anything you see on TV today. 
they'd probably go crazy, the LGBTQ, LRSMFT people with something, or just your standard uh, uh, women's groups, thinking how sexist that was. But it was... Uh, and, 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 and did the uh, advertisement uh, include a, a uh, cameo of Farrah Fawcett doing butt painting? No, no, not that one. Uh, and I think that was pre-cable, so you uh, you really... Uh, pre-cable, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to do the butt painting if it's pre-cable. Yeah, there was that. Well, I, I don't know. I suppose uh, you could have braided your beard and gone out as Bob Marley or something. I don't know. might have been a, a twist that your boss could have gotten into. But I don't um, think that the Irish folks down there would have appreciated that. Probably not. Probably not. Well, did Santa bring you any interesting brews this year, Jim? Uh, no. No, <laughs> no, it was no, no. You know, enough. it's you know, it's. Uh, I'm always grateful to have a, uh, a peaceful Christmas, and that's you know, so I got what I wanted. Yeah, a vintage cigars, anything like that? Um, no cigars. Nope, I've taken a little pause on those. So wow. Well, I tell you, all that clean living. It's uh, this this new book has really done wonders for you. Well, it's a, uh, <laughs> it's some very bad habits I've got into with this clean living, but uh, yeah, well, I. Yeah. You know, I hope to repent. You only live once. Why bother? There's no there's no discount for repentance. They don't have any coupons, nothing. I've tried it. <laughs> hey, look, before we get to our retrospective on 2023 and your prescient previews for 2024, uh, inquiring minds want to know if it is safe or just appropriate to order the elusive and highly coveted hardcover edition of Last Rights, the Deaf American Liberties. Uh, you know, I was going back and forth with my publisher on that uh, about an hour ago because I was doing an uh, interview with Gardner Goldsmith uh, late morning, and, and uh, he had video on his side, and he was holding up the, uh, I said, I was looking, and I said, that looks like a hardcover. I asked him if it was, uh, so I checked Amazon. Amazon is now listing hardcover. They're saying two weeks to deliver, but apparently it's a lot faster than that. But there's a number of folks who I've promised hardcovers to, and I want to you know, get off my ass, including you, and get them sent out. So, uh, But uh, I've, I've not received any hardcovers from anywhere, hmm. uh, but I hope to make amends on that ASAP. Well, I saw a couple of people on Facebook uh, saying that they picked up copies, so that's good. So uh, for all of you in the audio radiance, uh, make sure to... Uh... Uh, to jump on it now and um, get your uh, get your hard. I, I say that you know the soft cover, the Kindle, whatever your preference is. I, I personally, have, with my little library, which you cannot see behind me in the bookcase, there is the entire half shelf of uh, Boulevard books, all hardcover that were available at the time. And it's just uh, one of those collection things that I've got when you're in talk radio and you get a chance to uh, uh, to talk to some of these people that are cranking out such great material. So, all right, the flag is up. Go ahead and order away at Amazon.com. We'll remind you again or nag you in just a few minutes. Uh, since we've reached the end of our ropes for 2023, casting a trained and yet cautious eye backwards, I'm curious to know what might be your nomination for story of the year. Would it be Joe Biden? Would it be Last Rights? Would it be The Border? The coming results from uh, the invasion of the southern border? Israel, Hamas, Middle East War? I, I mean, it's a target-rich environment, and uh, you've been watching all of it. You know, it, it's hard to compete with the rise of my new hero, Nikki Haley. Ah, uh, well, I can't I, even get a laugh out of that line. Damn, uh, that was uh, the best line I've had no. in the end of 2023. <laughs> uh, uh, best story, I think, would be Biden. Um, best moment, Biden's Air Force uh, Academy graduation, uh, Pratt Fall. The sandbag? I mean, 
Uh, yeah, they said it was a sandbag. I don't know. It looked like he was kind of dropped out of the helicopter. Yeah, I thought it was one of the visitors' feet sticking out underneath the railing. <laughs> it looked that way because with the way that he fell and with the way that he was uh, did not rebound after he hit the ground, that's kind of like sort of like seeing someone after they got punched by Mike Tyson. It's like yeah. thinking about three people to get him on his feet. But you know what amazed me about that, and, I, and we may have discussed it when when it first happened. But the thing that really surprised me. Uh, having lived through a whole bunch of his stumbles and bumbles by that time, was if you look behind him where the spectators or dignitaries or whoever was sitting, nobody moved. Nobody jumped up. Nobody was, oh, my God. Nobody it was, it, it was just, oh, uh, the president fell. Oh, and, and there's a squirrel. And, oh, can I have a beer? And uh, there was just no reaction except for the Secret Service and the immediate attendees, a uniform guy, whatever, that was, that was right there. But you sit there, there was just no reaction from the first three rows, which is all you can see behind him. Next time you see the video, check it out. It's, I yeah, thought that no, was astounding. See, yeah. See, there's a very simple explanation for that. Oh. The, the folks there had been coached uh, prior to the speech that if anything happens, do a Sergeant Schultz routine. <laughs> I see nothing. I see nothing. <laughs> I thought maybe they said if you make one false move, one of those Secret Service guys is going to chomp at you to let you have it, or maybe they'd get Commander out and let him chew on your leg or something. It was uh, well, he well, it does seem like he has a license to do that. So yeah, yeah, that that is amazing. I I kind of go along with the Biden thing as just the whole administration, the whole Biden story from January to December, the the news, you know, constantly being. Uh, filled with not just his gaffes and his mumbles and dozing off in the middle of speeches and 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 stupid expressions and non secretors and all the rest but the disconnect that he has from things of great importance either by tradition or by fact to what's going on in the country is just just astounding to me plus i guess some of the side issues are the the Teflon coating he had? Where I mean, whatever happened to those papers? What about all those documents that were found in his Corvette garage and and guest house and all the rest? What 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 happened to that? It just kind of poof. Um, it's uh, the, the, all of those things. That whole Teflon. I guess the more accurate is the two tiered justice, if that's the right word, applied to anything coming within the Biden administration. And anything happening anywhere else, whether it was Trump or conservatives or Boy Scouts or Catholics going to church or whatever, that um, never seemed to rise to any particular level. There was actually a good explanation for those classified papers that Biden should not have had that, that were discovered because uh, the special counsel asked him about it, I think about a month or two ago. Biden said it wasn't a problem. So the issue was closed. Oh, 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 I didn't know he had given that comprehensive a response. Um, it may have been given by his lawyers. I don't know, but uh -huh. it was it, it was funny that the that the Justice Department raced to indict Trump on that, and then uh, it was it took a very long time before the special counsel. I think his name was Robert Herb for the um, Biden papers even talked to Biden. So, and I and it would be great to see a video of that interaction because often when those kind of things happen, it's simply. It's so craven. It's sort of like what the um, what the nine eleven commission did when they talked to George W. Bush and Cheney. So, masters, what happened on nine eleven? We <laughs> saved America. Thank you for the interview. Yeah, and how's your golf game? Yeah, that uh, that That's whole it. thing. Yeah, is... it was it was pathetic. So, yep. 
Yeah, yeah, Janie, have you not have you been out bird hunting with anyone lately? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I hope you avoid hunting trips with him. Uh, yeah, trust me, I would. I um, but there are a lot of questions that you know that that just kind of appear in the news, and I guess it takes an investigative reporter such as yourself to you know to dig out some of them, even if they're. In, I was listening this morning, for example, to, to the latest situation on the southern border. And that they um, they reported that in this latest wave of 250,000 or however many people showed up, they picked up uh, something like 800 uh, uh, from China. And and I forget the other number. It was in the hundreds from Russia. And they and then they just roll on. You know, they say the, the, the warning or the reality, you know, should be self-evident. My question is. I didn't know. It's not really a question. It was just I, I don't. I didn't. Re- I didn't know you could just walk out of China because you well, wanted a better uh, life in America. I, I didn't know that was possible. Yeah, I, you know, it's interesting. If memory serves, and I might be wrong in this, but the uh, 1996 Congress basically browbeat the Clinton President Clinton to sign a welfare reform bill, and as part of that bill, I think that new immigrants were prohibited from getting food stamps for four or five years or something like that. And I would think if you simply had a policy that said, okay, people that, that come in here who are not legal or otherwise get no federal assistance, period, for the next four or five years, that overnight you would have just a vast decrease in those folks because if they couldn't pay for their, um, uh, couldn't pay, pay for places to stay, it's like, okay, you, you know, you're going to be living on the street or, in whatever, but no, I mean, there's just, you know, you uh, get one step across the border and here's your, uh, all your benefits. So yeah, I, it's, it's gotten to the point where the hypocrisy of that, when I hear all these Republicans, you know, uh, pounding the podium about how terrible this is and how unacceptable, my favorite word, this is how dangerous it is, blah, 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 blah. There was one guy on uh, some news program that I had taped uh, bragging about with the the interviewer said, "Well, what are Republicans doing about this? Oh, well, we passed the uh, who the hell can we acronym this thing for bill, and it takes away this, and it takes away that, and it stops this, and it stops that, and it's and, and so so we we Republicans have done our part, completely leaving out the fact that you know that it died in the Senate and it's never going to go anywhere. So the idea that Republicans apparently think they fulfilled their obligation." As as good conservatives and constitutionalists to pass these bills with no comment whatsoever about the fact that at that point they just you know go in the shredder and that's it it's just all pro forma and doesn't really accomplish anything in fact. Well, I guess they were able to send out a good press release. Yeah, yeah, right. good press release. Press releases are important. We know that. They, uh, well, it's um, so we're in agreement on the Biden bit. I, th- I think that uh, is going to continue. That'll be the gift, as you pointed out a number of times, the gift that keeps on giving. I'm sure it'll provide uh, he and his administration, his gaffes, his wife, his son. You know, all that's going to be you know plenty of cannon fodder at least for the uh, for the next uh, for the next few months. But uh, now comes the hard part, um, and that is what is uh, taking a look. What what is the world famous? James Bovard non-committal crystal ball and Ouija board combination set showing for 2024. Does Biden make it to November or not? Is he impeached? Does Trump make it to November or not? Jail time? Does America make it to November or not? Financial implosion, social unrest, you know, whatever the hell. What do you think? 
I was waiting for your positive thinking option. Oh, uh, hold on a second. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> hell is not frozen over, or yeah, or true. as Brian Wilson would say, waiting until the devil gets his own ice hockey team. That's right. <laughs> um, I don't. You know, there are so many bad things that could happen, and it's hard to be optimistic about twenty twenty four. It's it's sort of like politics is a horror show that never ends nowadays. Um, both, uh, I mean, to have have a rematch of Trump and um, Biden is kind of like, why is God punishing America? And maybe there's actually good reasons why God is punishing America. So um, I don't, you know, it's frustrating to see the uh, ab absolute lack of a learning curve. And it's, I was uh, talking to some Democrats recently and they were not enthusiastic on Biden, but I mean, there was, you know, there was that specter of, of Trump coming back that just, you know, uh, strikes so much fear in their hearts. Um, you know, it's frustrating to see uh, Trump sounding like he's not learned a damn thing. Trump had some good ideas in 2015, 2016. He basically handed the keys to his administration to his son-in-law and his daughter. And, you know, just uh, spent a lot of time wa uh, watching uh, television, Fox News and as tweeting stuff online, it's kind of like um, he made so many horrendous appointments who led to a lot of really bad policies. Um, and there's, you know, like on trade policy, New York Times had a piece yesterday about Trump is just uh, even more of a gung-ho protectionist now than he was before. And it's interesting that, that the, uh, you know, that uh, a lot of these, a lot of the conservatives say that they're opposed to taxation but if you're going to put a tax on all the products that come in, that's fine. And it's so boneheaded that they're talking about an across-the-board tax on imports, even for products that are not manufactured or produced here in the U.S. So that's just a, an out-and-out, out, you know, punitive surtax on consumers. It will not produce anything. It will cost uh, consumers vastly more than it benefits the government. Uh, but and it's just like. Uh, turning back to the clock so far on so many issues is appalling. Well, that not learning from history thing, though, or, or just not learning anything for that matter, seems to be the case. Uh, uh, reading an article discussing the uh, non-reaction or the tepid reaction of the administration for these attacks over the Middle East by the Houthis and, and ships and, and so on. And, and it's just like, well, OK, if they do something, then we'll do something. But there's no there's no big, ginormous reaction with all of the military assets that were there that they ought to sit there and teach these suckers a lesson and go in there and take everything out. And uh, of course, then there's the counter to that. Well, if you do that, then Iran's going to go ballistic and there's going to be missiles and all sorts of things flying around so it's well there yeah it, it's it's interesting uh the, one of trump's better ideas was to pull u.s troops out of syria and, and iraq and just kind of uh, leave as much of the world as possible yeah uh but the uh, washington establishment even his own pentagon blocked him washington post got hysterical about the idea of leaving syria but you know the u.s has helped do horrendous damage in syria for the civil war that was achieved nothing uh, so, but, uh, I mean, that's, that's the source of the problem. Yeah. I mean, folks are taking shots at our troops. Our troops should not be there. Yeah. That's the simplest way out of it. If you're not going to retaliate to the point where you're going to do away with the people that are shooting, then at least get your going guys out of the way so they don't have, uh, 
they don't have boxes coming back to Delaware that uh, Biden doesn't have to go to. But there, there is that. There, there's so many other touchstones, touch you know, triggers for want of a better term around. I, I was going to ask you what you uh, this uh, this guy Klaus Schwab and his flying monkeys at the WEF. They've gotten an awful lot of ink lately with all sorts of unspeakable draconian wet dreams for the future of the world and those of us who are pissing him off by insisting to live on it. And he and they are, are seem to be having a measurable effect on country states, mega corporations, governors, all the rest. Of, is this just uh, fear porn uh, from our fiends uh, in the MSM? Or do you see these people and organizations having a tangible negative effect on the future? You know, I'm starting to think that the articles that I wrote about the World Economic Forum in the Schwab, that they simply didn't do enough uh, damage to their reputation. You're right. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's it's some very noxious stuff. I mean, it's kind of funny to be. Uh, I was down in uh, Texas last month, and it was funny to be. Um, you know, uh, just flip on the um, morning news and see see the weather forecast. And part of what they had for the weather forecast was the grid forecast, because Texas was a leader on um, getting uh, clean energy sources like wind. Yep. And uh, thanks to that, you know, they're always on the verge of an energy uh, energy collapse, the uh, grid collapse, because it's been a complete disaster. And Texas is, you know, by itself could have been one of the biggest uh, energy producers in the country. But the uh, state government just had so many perverse incentives. That they're, you know, that they, that people get worried, you know, they, you know, they turn into the weather forecast to find out if their energy is going to go out that afternoon. Well, didn't they have a, uh, they had a, a semi collapse uh, here a couple of years ago during the summer, right? They, uh, there yep. wasn't, a, and that was in the summertime when they had plenty of sunshine. Where was all the solar and solar power coming to the rescue? So it's, um, and now I understand. I heard a guy on a talk show the other day saying he'd moved from New Jersey down to Texas. He's a contractor and they're building houses like crazy left and right. The economy is booming. And so I mean, there's going to be more drain on the grid. And that does not bode well based on all the rest of that. So. It's um, like uh, like they say, we're living in uh, interesting times. I wanted to get to the possibility of all these millions and millions of people coming across the border, the getaways, the nationalities, and so on, and the um, and the supposition by some that these are all going to be sleeper cells that are going to come awake in the, as soon as the flag goes up, and there's going to be civil unrest uh, and social unrest going on all around the country. Uh, do you put any stock in that, or is that just one of the many possibilities that could happen? Um, I don't have that much fear of the sleeper cells. I mean, I was hearing that a lot after 9-11, and it really did not come to pass. There were some isolated incidents. But, um, you know, the, the whole idea of just of having the border open at the same time, you've got so many uh, so many restrictions on, um, on Americans, American citizens. I mean, um, one of my fun examples on that is, you know, you go through TSA and, well, trust me, they're not something you've done in the last 10 years. But it's, you know, it's just not pleasant. But the Biden people found a solution to the paperwork burden. And that is that the, 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 uh, if someone is, is an illegal uh, alien, illegal immigrant, the, uh, for, to board a flight, they only have to show their Homeland Security arrest warrant as identification, then they're allowed to board the flight. <laughs> so this is Biden's idea of cutting back on the paperwork burden. Well, I'm printing up a few of mine just in case I do have to fly somewhere. Ah, and I don't. Ah, want to... That's great. Yeah. You know, for the record, I've never been arrested by DHS. <laughs> well, cheer up. 
they've got a whole year coming to get around doing those doing those book signings around the country. I'll give you plenty of opportunity. I see now we've come to, to the uh, uh, the last show of the year, Tears in the Beer segment, when we have to pack up our troubles in the old kit bag and find someone who knows what the hell that old babble thing is about. A suggestion for <laughs> yes, I was thinking, I don't think that the audience is that old, but you know, <laughs> what the hell? Well, I just, maybe they have a good memory. I'm just saying, you know, there's a, who knows? Remember that, uh, well, uh, yes, okay. I was, I'm waiting to see where you go with this. Well, I can't go anywhere with it. I mean, we'll pick it up next year when we have a chance, when we have more time. Uh, by the way, a suggestion for an extended Boxing Day. Return all that made in China crap for some printed in America, economy-stoking intelligence breeding assets like last rights, the death of American liberty, and maybe add a copy of 50 stories from 50 years in radio, unlike some books where the words take on the worth of paper. With these two, the paper takes on the worth of the words. And you'll be a better person for it. Just go to Amazon, search books, spend like a drunken disc jockey. And while you're at it, uh, feel free to grab a still free subscription to Brian Wilson writes at substack.com. Our new year is, uh, is right around the corner. And our quote for the new year comes from the prolific scribbler, James Bovard, amazingly enough, who once typed, liberals believe everything that advances independence limits their power and control. Guns, free speech, critical thinking are threats that must be suppressed, regulated, prohibited, or taxed until they are eradicated, along with the rights and freedom they once protected, unquote. So to that end, just say no about the guns, free speech, and practice your critical thinking. For Jim Bovard and the rest of the rabble rousers here, Brian Wilson, hoping you had a budget-friendly merry whatever, and you don't get Bovard elbow before New Year's. Talk to y'all in 24.